welcome back to Trashy Trashy. I'm your host, Erica Curry. I am your host, Cassandra Cardenas. <laughs> Cass, why are you trash this week? You know, I was, I got a text message from a listener, and I thought that I would use why they are trash this week to why I am trash this week because I liked it so much. Okay. They said, I am trash because I am sleeping in an oversized ICP jersey for PJs. Now that's the insane clown posse, yes? It, it sure is, yeah. So I thought, well, I can't top that this week. I, I mean, look, I'm constant heaping pile of trash, but I'm not sleeping in an ICP jersey. Rather, owning an ICP jersey to sleep in. I'm not that level of trash this week. That is a whole new level of trash. I I honestly am a big fan of the Juggalos now. Are you really? I I in quarantine, I started to watch the Fast and the Furious Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh-huh. Starting from You're not the only person who I've heard who's done that. They're great. They're about okay. family. Uh-huh. They start out with like illegal street racing and then eventually we're fighting like nuclear terrorists on an ice plane. <laughs> Okay, But it's about family, and so are the Juggalos. There's a lot more things than just Juggalos that are about family. That's the only two things that I recognize. Are there Juggalos in the Fast and the Furious movies? You know, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Paul Walker's character had a little Juggalo in him. Well, woot woot to all the Juggalos out there, unless that is a bad thing, in which case I retract it immediately. (laughs) Why are you trash this week? I'm trash because I'm a huge flaming hypocrite. And I said Uh-oh. one of my, what I was hoarding one week, I then renounced it and said, you know what? It's trash. It's ableist garbage. And I'm not going to watch it anymore. And I'm talking about the show in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I've gone back because I need to figure out how the mystery is solved. <laughs> oh, Erica. You flip-flopper. I totally flip-flopped. I'm a massive hypocrite. And there's a twist. And I didn't see it coming. And I should have because the writing is not great. How did it end? Or did you get to there yet or no? I'm not to the end. But I don't want to spoil it for anyone that I've led down this path of watching. So... I'm going to hold off, but just know there's a huge twist coming and it'll, okay. it'll rock you to your core as it did me. People, people take our advice, you know, because yeah. I have had someone told me that they really enjoyed making it, which I brought up last week. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then someone else brought up Rabbit Hole, which I recommended a couple weeks ago. We are influential people on here, Erica. So you need to fucking you need to stand by these things. I need to stand with conviction. I agree. I'm garbage. I'm admitting it. But you know what else is garbage, Cass? What's up? When we used to burn people at the stake for being witches. No, I miss it. No, bring it back. Are you uh, talking about the mayor of an Italian town who is seeking a pardon for an Italian witch from 300 years ago? Absolutely, I am. Christian or Christian. Paranzoni wants justice for Maria Bertoletti Toldini. Gosh, I don't care where you're from. I cannot pronounce your name. I'm like, you know, like when you get a substitute teacher who's like, I'm sorry if I butcher all your names. And then it's like, wow, why are they truly so bad at this? That's me. (laughs) Where it's like, because everyone will say, sorry if I butcher your name. And then they'll be like, great. And it's like, okay, so you you just were like covering your butt. I literally am the worst. Okay, so Maria Bertoletti Toldini, who was convicted on flimsy evidence, had her head cut off and then her remains burnt because she they thought she was a witch. She was guilty of heresy, sacrilege, adultery, sodomy, and throwing a five-year-old child into a boiling pot of cheese. Delicious. Wait, but what was the flimsy evidence? Or did they just like, someone was just like, it's like that Monty Python scene where she's like, she did this, she did this, she did this. Yeah, I think it's just somebody came forward and was like, oh, that old bitch, I don't like her. So uh, she's a witch. Wow, 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 wow. So is she going to get the pardon? Did you see it? I think she's getting the pardon. So her memory, her family can be resolved. I mean, I guess she was old and childless, I think. So that... That nickname Toldini, that the Toldini name might have died with her. I don't, whatever. I don't, what is this whole new thing about pardoning dead people? I don't, 
I don't know. Who who does it serve? <laughs> right? Like like it's it it is what it is. It's about as effective as pardoning turkeys on Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know? Oh, it's, it's like cool. It's sim- right. It's symbolic and I guess symbols mean something to some people. Speaking uh, of that, do you- symbols mean anything to you? I- symbols mean things to some people is what you just said. <laughs> Which is like literally the fucking meanest thing you could ever say to like someone who's like Christian or something. Like, I don't know. It just makes me feel better to wear a cross. Well, yeah, symbols mean things to certain people. I just, if Jesus would have died in a pickup truck, would we have had like little tiny trucks around our necks? You know? Wow. Profound. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he wants a reminder of how he was killed if he comes back. Is that why it's the cross? Is just specifically because that's where he died? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't been in Sunday school in quite some time, but I think so. Should we go? When quarantine's over, do you want to start going to church? (laughs) It sounds like we need it or otherwise somebody's going to cut off our head and burn our remains. That's how I saw myself going anyways. Speaking of uh, remains. Mm Mm-hmm. The New York Post would like to make sure that everyone is aware that us humans are not responsible for the woolly rhino extinction. So I know this has been weighing heavy on you, Erica. I just want you to know you can finally relax. The woolly rhino, not our fault. Cass, I can't tell you how much pressure I've been feeling about the extinction of the woolly rhino and that it was probably my fault for not recycling, but... Nope. Thank God. The woolly rhino went out because of climate change in the same way that we are going to. (laughs) But although that is our fault. So turns out that samples of DNA from over a dozen woolly rhinos that, uh, yeah, it's just climate change. I don't, I mean, whatever the climate was doing back then, probably like Ice Age shit, right? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure on the timeline, but whenever woolly woolly rhinos were hanging out, I certainly never rode one. I didn't even know a woolly rhino was like a thing. I know I've heard of the woolly mammoth. I'm looking at a picture of a woolly rhino right now, and he's just kind of like, I don't know, like he kind of looks like me after like, if I was like on a month long camping trip, you know, just like tired. <laughs> And like hairy and like annoyed and walking on all fours. So basically like quarantine cast. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like the woolly rhino was like me in April when like I was still like, you know, touting around like we have to be kind to ourselves. We're all depressed. I'm drunk all the time. And that's okay. <laughs> I spent the first part of quarantine, three months of it, in the suburbs with some family. And I am so grateful that I had that time. And it was wonderful of them to host us for so long. But they were worried about my drinking. <laughs> that's so funny. Which I thought I had pared back quite a bit. Yeah, my family, because I was with my family for the first two months of quarantine. and. They, well, my mom is a drinker, but that's for my other podcast called My Mom is a Drinker and Other Problems. But uh, there was a lot of weed, major, major marijuana use. Uh, Not from me. I don't tend to smoke pot, but I was drinking as much as I could. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was I was in a race against myself. It wasn't dark, but it wasn't bright either. You know? Yeah. I know that I know I live in that middle ground, I feel like. To some people, this may look like a problem, but I know. I've got it under control. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I can stop anytime. Speaking of stopping anytime, it looks like a Malaysian based mum. Is that mom? Yes, this is from the mirror.co slash UK. Oh, yes, of course. I forgot that I have to like do the bibliographies. It's like I've never done this before. This uh, this Malaysian-based mum, Girlin Amy Ye, received a message from her neighbor about her five-month-old baby's crying, saying that it'd be nice if she was a little bit more considerate and closed doors during the day so that they can't hear the baby crying. The reply... For infant, wait, for infant, they can get real irritating with their high-pitched screaming or crying, but that's the way they communicate, and I do not have the magic to make her stop crying or make her grow up faster so she can communicate without crying. Basically, this is just a cunty back and forth Yes, between two, two neighbors. Two mums. <laughs> two mums. Two Malaysian mums. 
Yeah, just you know, your your standard mum off. <laughs> like I Hey mom, I'm home all day. So can you please close your doors when your shitty fucking neighbor or when your shitty baby starts crying? So then, here's the thing, mom. I can't do anything. It's a baby. What do you expect? Like what a cunt to like write a note like that. Do you ever I've seen this on Pinterest where and like it's always like tagged with like, oh my god, best parents ever. It's like people like taking pictures of like goodie bags that they get on planes from like parents who are like, we have a three month old and this is her first or it's like, oh, it's always addressed from the baby. So it's like, hi, this is my first flight. Sorry if I'm a little loud. Here's some candies. And people are like, oh, my God, I fucking love this. But it's like, no, there's enough going on. There's enough going on that you don't need to like then become a flight attendant suddenly and hand things out to everybody just because your fucking baby's going to cry. Yeah, baby's going to cry. Like that's just a part of life that we have to deal with. Sorry, mom, but no time. I haven't seen these care packages, but now I'm pissed off that I've never received one because I fly a lot with babies on the flight. One of the last times I was around a lot of babies, I was on a Southwest flight and Southwest, they let you choose your own seat. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of the time, naturally, families will go to the back of the plane. I don't know why they think that the back of the plane makes them more or less disruptive than if they were in the front of the plane. But I just noticed that because I've flown Southwest a lot. So I was like in the C group, which is like, you know, fucking, you know, sucks for you. You get the like, shittiest seats. You are like the the lower class on the Titanic at that point. Yes. Oh, my God. What were we? We were lower, <laughs> we're lower class going to Barcelona, but I can't remember what our class was called. It was like but it was D class. <laughs> it no. was very reductive. <laughs> Like, it basically like, said shitty. Oh, like cargo. Yeah. <laughs> basically, I can't remember what it was called either, but they were like a subhuman group loading now. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, so I was in the subhuman group of this flight. And so I went and they, they and I ended up having to sit in the back and I was surrounded by kids. But you know what? I didn't I didn't complain about it because I was like, well, I'm on a $60 flight from Denver to LA. Like this will be over in two hours and I'm just going to, I'm going to listen to a podcast and hope I don't crash. The The mother uh, said that they gave the baby a stern warning the day we received your feedback, <laughs> which is another cunt reply. And I absolutely love it. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't know what else to do, you know? I don't know that I um, would have responded. I'm just, I don't know. I'm like conflict avoidant when I can be. And I, I don't think I would have responded. You you brought up a cool article for us on Esquire or from Esquire about the Mandela effect. Yes, I am. Now, this is kind of awesome. I think that these are cool, although they are also terrifying. So backstory, it's called the Mandela effect because there people really, really remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison, I'm, but he didn't die in prison. I'm one of those people. I remember watching his funeral and grieving Nelson Mandela as a kid. Okay. I didn't, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't have a major connection to Nelson Mandela as a child. So I don't remember when he died. I don't remember. I, I don't know if I knew why he was important or who no, he I've was. No, I've seen the pictures of you in all black as a child. <laughs> like you, you dressed in black for a year. I remember it. I've seen the pictures. I'm just like, I just didn't mourn it as hard as you did. But anyway, so he did not die in prison, despite your, you know, your funeral proceedings that you held. So there's another one now. Is it Jif or is it Jiffy? I remember eating Jiffy. I think it's Jif, but I also, if you, because they said that, you know, the it's combining Jif with Skippy, which is the competitor. The cheap competitor, which I buy now because I am garbage. Oh, fuck you get cheaper than jiff skippy (laughs) okay that's it's a direct line a a line Uh, down looney tunes as opposed to looney tunes so t-o everyone thinks it's t-o-o-n-s but it's actually t-u-n-e-s that one i just don't it didn't like i don't think it thought about the now this one fucks me up the berenstein bears didn't exist okay everyone says it's they're the berenstein bears but i'm sorry they were the berenstein bears they were the berenstein i have books somewhere to prove it everyone does so then this is the one that fucks me up 
because I don't think that this is oh, our memories are trash. This is where I'm like, there's been a problem in the time loop. Loop. Someone had to, like someone has gone back in time, fucking stepped on a crack. Now they're the Berenstain Bears instead of the Berenstain Bears. It's I don't buy it, dude. This one fucks me up. Yeah, this one is is one of the major arguments for the Mandela effect and that our our memories are flimsy. There's the other one that like I'm I'm sure we'll get to. I'm scrolling <laughs> there's sex sex in the city and as opposed to sex in the city. Febreze, you think it has two e I mean this th- these ones are a little Silly. Okay, this is weird. Oscar Mayer yes. is actually with an A instead of E. Oscar Mayer? Yeah. That's since, no, I can't believe that. Yeah, dude. Fruit Loops apparently are spelled F-R-O-O-T, not fruit. But fr- fruit with two O's? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the images side by side and I, I'm, I think somebody's lying. The Monopoly Man and his monocle say what? Turns out he didn't have a mono- monocle. The Monopoly Man doesn't have a monocle. That's fucked up. I I have an older. I have upstairs in my house right now. I have an older Monopoly game. Look at it. I will pause this podcast and I will go look at it right now. Wow, some of these are actually fucking me up. We need to we need to put the link because now I'm looking at the Fruit of the Loom logo. I'm looking at P- Pikachu's tail, the hyphen and Kit Kat, but I'm realizing that this isn't like. This isn't great podcasting what we're doing right now because we're just looking at we're looking at the yeah. we're looking at pictures. I'm just trying to find the one that wait what the Flintstones has two T's. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, chartreuse. What color is chartreuse to you? Uh, it's like a purpley mauve color. Apparently, it's green. green. It's green, Erica. Yeah, that's a Mandela effect. All right, we'll post this article on our socials. This is tripping me up the one that fucks me up that i'm just i can't see yet but do you remember oh it's the sinbad one it's the there's a movie called everyone really swears that there's a sinbad movie called shazam and i'm one of those people that i'm like I, yes i watched it i watched shazam i've seen shazam I've okay seen shazam but everyone's like no 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 it's only been kazam with shaquille o'neal and i'm like no i'm sorry but no, okay. This is the other thing. There's a, there's been a there's been a break in the time loop. I have seen Shazam. I've seen it. I've seen it. I could roughly describe the plot. From describe the plot of Shazam. A kid gets a genie. Yes. And, yes. That's and, it. And it's one of those. You know how like there's twin movies. Like there was Top Gun, and then there was a movie that was like Top Gun, or there was a movie about an earthquake that was like good, and then there's like a second movie that comes out about an earthquake that's around the same time that's shitty. I'm convinced okay. that both of these movies came out, and we're just kind of piggybacking on similar ideas. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. Okay, we need to get out of this. We this gotta, is now. It's too much. It's fucking me up. We'll post this article. It's very cool. Speaking of not cool. Oh. Oldnewsweek.com. It looks like Richard Spencer, everyone's favorite racist. An alt-right turns out he's a Yeah, it turns out he's Team Joe. Uh. Team, 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 team Joe. He's said liberals are clearly more competent. The MAGA alt-right movement moment is over. I made mistakes. Trump is an obvious disaster, but mainly the paradigm contained flaws that we are all now able to perceive and it needs to end. So be patient. We'll have another day in the sun. We need to recover and return in a new form. So basically, I'm still a racist. This guy's actually not our guy. I thought he was our guy. Ugh. I'm I'm so baffled by this because he's such garbage. But when he came out, even I can't do this. It blew my mind. Even like, who cares? Do people... People that follow him will... I mean, I... I think it's going to be a divided, you know, there's going to be a split, but I think people that follow him will listen are going to come over to Team Joe. I just, the thing is, is that they have loud voices, but they are quite a fringe movement. I don't totally see, the alt-right didn't get Trump elected. Our shitty voting systems in this country got Trump elected. And what will keep Trump elected is, oh, and I'm sorry, and Russia. Russia helped. Yep. So to have the alt-right then be like, all right, well, we're Team Joe now. <laughs> I feel like we're not going to get anybody unless QAnon decides to go Team Joe, you know? Now that would be 
quite a twist if QAnon came back and was like, you know what, we fucked up. By the way, and I should just share this, it's a, you know, it's a latches on to our QAnon episode that we had a couple weeks ago. Somebody just sent me this. There's a Florida-based nonprofit, Kids Safe Foundation, and they, they work to fight child sexual abuse and exploitation through preventative education. They issued a statement denouncing QAnon. So this place is like a full-blown, we really do fight sex trafficking right. uh, for children. And we're telling you, they said QAnon promoters are parasites. To grow their footprint, gain credibility, and spread misinformation, they associate their message of hate and bigotry with well-known, well-regarded organizations, specifically those working to end sex abuse and, and child sex abuse and sex trafficking. To advance their agenda, QAnon followers have adopted propaganda tactic that demands an immediate response from all of us in the field. Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, do you care about fucking Richard Spencer at all? No, I, I give like two shits about him. I just hope that he can bring over a tenth of the alt-right movement to Team Joe. Isn't that weird that like we want Joe Biden to win so bad that we're like, oh, maybe. Maybe. The How old is Richard Spencer? I think he's in his 30s or 40s. I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to say he's 83 years old. According to according to Yahoo. 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 All right, no, please don't turn the podcast off. Please don't turn the podcast off. We promise we won't sing anymore. We won't sing old, watch that fucking Yahoo ad. It was a Mandela effect and everyone's like, what was that? Why did they both do that? <laughs> There's a TikTok trend designed to get baristas fired. And it is the one barista described it as the bane of my existence. So there's a TikTokers have started to ask for receipts and figuring out uh, Starbucks partner numbers. And then... Because you can use those partner numbers to get employee discounts at Starbucks and people, so they would like get the partner number and then get a discount at Starbucks. At another Starbucks store, which is fucking garbage. It makes me so angry. Yeah. As someone who used to work at Starbucks, mm -hmm. I did give my partner number to my cousin and she did use it often to get discounts. So I just want to say to Starbucks. I'm sorry. And I did get fired, but not over that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did you get fired over? I got fired because I was dating someone who also worked at Starbucks and he was stealing gift cards. And so, but I wasn't completely aware that the gift cards were stolen. I thought that his family was giving them mm -hmm. to him, like ironically of like, here's a Starbucks gift card, LOL. Because that's what he said. So then I would use the gift cards and I would use my partner number and be like, oh, yeah, gift card. And then they were like, hey, your partner number has been associated with stolen gift cards. You're fired. Oh, and no. And I was like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Live and learn. But I got I got hired at Coffee Bean after that. So. Okay. Fucking can't hold me down, Coffee Game. Strong in the Coffee Bitch. Game. I don't even drink coffee. But man, can I fucking make a cup of gel. Woo. I've been told I make good coffee as well, and I don't. I don't drink coffee. I don't fuck with coffee at all. I think that that's what you need in order to make good coffee. You need to like do it blindly. It's like that one Michelin star chef in Chicago who like lost his sense of taste. Oh, I didn't know about this. There's a guy. Gosh, I wish I could remember his name. I could easily Google it, but I won't. Instead, I'm going to halfway tell his story the way I remember it and see if it's right. <laughs> He's got like an episode of some Netflix show about it, but he he had like some sort of cancer in his jaw. And so he like lost part of his jaw and lost a lot of his senses of taste, but he was already a chef. And so he basically built the menu trusting like his sous chefs and his people around him to tell them, tell him how it tastes. And he does like all kinds of weird, like sciencey shit. Like he's their restaurant that you go to that he has in Chicago. Like they'll serve you like an edible balloon, or at least they did at the time. So oh, yeah, it's one of those like science fusion restaurants. Gastronomy, mm -hmm. I believe is what it's called. I am too poor to eat at restaurants like that. I think I am too. And I do it anyways, because uh, I like to spend money on things that I shouldn't spend money on. So I am trash. <laughs> Speaking of things that I shouldn't have spent money on, because I I don't know if it, it's working, but on Monday, I took off work <laughs> and I went to my dermatologist uh -huh. and I got Botox injected into my underarms to help with sweating. Oh my God. Where did you get Botox right now? Uh, my dermo, my dermatologist office. Sorry, I'm just opening up a can. Are you serious? Yeah. Does it work? 
Is it working? I I can't tell if I'm just sweating less or if it's working at all. I think it's working, but I don't know if I should have spent the money that I spent on this procedure. Like, I don't know if it's enough. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a sweaty person. Oh, I feel like I'm a very sweaty person. And it's summertime and I'm all cooped up. What am I doing? I'm, I'm barely outside, but I yeah. just hate sweating so much. And I can't wear white shirts very often. Wow. See, I sweat from my head. Oh, you're a head sweater. I, I'm a, a head sweater. I'm a hand sweater too. I've noticed at work. Oh, why? Because you hold hands for a living? Because I'm a hand holder. That's amazing. I can't, I want updates on that. And the reason I was like, oh my God, where did you get Botox? Is because I'm just like, I don't know, like, oh, don't reveal your secrets, Hollywood. I get Botox in my forehead and I haven't gotten Botox all of quarantine and so when I'm on fucking Zoom calls, I look at my forehead and I go, look at you, you old piece of shit. And so I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so I really would like to get some Botox, but I don't have a dermatologist because I don't have health insurance. I spend my money on Botox instead. So please keep us updated on that. Yep, I will. I will. I don't have a great segue. Speaking of <clears throat> uh, NPR, was that good? Because I didn't I didn't do anything. I just said speaking of and then I was like, whatever. Yeah. All right, whatever. On NPR.org, we all, we all know them. Some unmasked protesters pushed past police and got into an Idaho lawmaker session. So this is Boise, the cool up and coming... <laughs> Boise, just pushing past police, just some white guys in cowboy hats from the looks of these pictures. I didn't know we were allowed to push past police. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did, because they're white, and I could probably push past police officers, unless I was wearing a BLM t-shirt. <sighs> yeah, this story's upsetting for so many reasons. Uh, That's Yeah, like, reason number one, fucking, these fucking cops, man. <laughs> And some of these protesters were armed. Oh, yeah, of course they fucking were. Of course they were. I'm, this shit fucked me up. And I know that this is a comedy podcast, so we don't have to get into it. Just I'm sure if you follow either of us on Instagram, you know how we feel. But like, it's just it, the whole idea that like you can be white and have a gigantic fucking gun and exist around police but you can't be black with even a hint of maybe in this person's mind, maybe you have a gun, maybe, but you do, but you don't. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous to me. So look, whatever. In Boise, they were holding a, they were holding a session, lawmaker session. What were they trying to do? I'm trying to see what they were trying to do very quickly. They were just do holding you know a what, special legislative session. Oh, it wasn't even like about anything. Uh, it was called, but I don't know what it was about, unfortunately. I don't think the article even got into why. I just know that, like, the legislature had to be called back. So it was a special session. Well, so the, the NPR article is comparing it to 2014, where dozens of advocates pressuring lawmakers to pass LGBTQ protections were arrested for standing silently in the hallway blocking access to the Senate chamber. So... Again, you're protesting or you're trying to get lawmakers to pass LGBTQ rights and you get arrested for standing there silently. Mm -hmm. But pushing past police with guns, walking in. Hello, sir. Would you like some coffee? What sucks is that they eventually just relented and were like, fine, let them in. They relented. The speaker relented and said, fine, like, let them in. Jeez Louise. You know, it, it just, you know, what's funny is that everyone in L.A., I say everyone. It's not everyone. So if you live in Los Angeles, you're paying a lot for rent and you might not be able to afford a house unless you can, in which case, awesome. I just like in COVID, I feel like there's a lot of people who are leaving and they want to, you know, they want to like make something of themselves a little bit more. And this kind of time has, has illuminated that. And so you've got people who are moving to Sacramento. I'm sure you have friends who are leaving. Mm -hmm. I know people who are moving to Sacramento. I know people who are moving to Michigan and Ohio. And I know people who have been talking about Boise because I guess Boise is like the new Austin or the new Denver. And like, it's like apparently very cool and all these things. And it's kind of like stuff like this happens to go, oh, your cool town's not that cool, is it? I mean, maybe that's just me being bitter because like, I don't want to move to Boise. It's, it's a vocal minority of, of the far right. Yes. It's a very vocal yes. minority. One of the protesters was Amin Bundy, who is part of the Bundy clan. Are you familiar with the Bundy clan? 
the Idaho. No. So it's a group. It's a family of ranchers who occupied a federal building. That's a rabbit hole you got to get into. Google the Bundy family. There's been podcasts about it called Bundyville. But these assholes occupied a building and were allowed care packages in. Meanwhile, cities like Seattle, where people have reclaimed buildings and are protesting, they're getting dragged out, they're getting arrested, but the Bundys were allowed to protest in such a function. Didn't this happen in Portland, too? Mm-hmm. I remember the people were sending people, the people in Portland, the militia that was taking over in Portland, they were like sending them dildos, which I thought was very funny. That is very funny. The bill had to do uh, with... Uh, it was like a camp pandemic associated bill. And I don't think that COVID is ripping through Idaho right now, but you know, we live in, we live in a couple different countries, don't we? Yeah, we do. We really do. Speaking of fucking a couple different countries, according to consequences of sound, everyone knows Erica's favorite website in all of all in all of the land, the Beavers. They hosted an illegal and maskless birthday party in Los Angeles. We had uh we got Kylie and Kendall Jenner there. We have Jaden Smith, Winnow Harlow, um was uh the all Winnow Harlow was the only one that the paparazzi got wearing a mask. Everybody else wasn't. And this article actually editorializes the term yikes. That's <laughs> That's copy from the article. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I was watching uh I was watching TikTok for, you know, 17 hours or whatever the other day. And Will Smith's TikTok came up and he does a he did a thing with Jason Derulo. And the first thought that came through my head was, oh, is Jason Derulo like part of Will Smith's pod for COVID? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm stupid to think that because I I don't I, like you know, rich people get COVID too. Tom Hanks got COVID. Yeah. But rich people live in a different world. Rich people are traveling internationally again. Rich people are throwing parties. The uber wealthy live in a completely different bubble than we do. Yeah. So Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, the gum on the bottom of my shoe, issued a citywide order. I don't like Eric Garcetti, by the way, uh, <laughs> for other reasons. I guess I like him for this. But he was going to start like cutting power to all those types of all these types of things. And I don't know if he cut power to this one. They They partied outside, but they weren't really like being secretive about the illegal party and they posted pictures on social media and someone was like to many more nights like this and mm-hmm. whose birthday was it i'm having a hard time finding out whose birthday this was uh was it justin's or was it Haley's? they keep saying sky justin justine sky justine sky's birthday they were hosting somebody else's birthday party yeah it looks like it you could get your utility shut off like water power gas Justine Sky, R&B and pop singer. Have you heard of her? Nope, but I'm old and I don't know new music unless it's a TikTok trend. Yeah, no, I guess I kind of feel the same way. But well, either way, that was it's I mean, it's just shitty. It's just shitty. And the rich live in a different world. <laughs> they do. They do. The rich live in a different country. White men with guns live in different country. <laughs> you and I live in a different country together. Yeah. So. Together. Another one from your favorite website, Consequences of Sound. We've got J.K. Rowling, who is returning a human rights award. Yes. The award was given to her by the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Organizations, which has since denounced the transphobic author. And fuck it. Take this shit back then. I This makes me sad on so many levels, like finding out that she's a TERF, which stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Mm-hmm. It makes me so mad that she's using her platform where... I mean, there's so many arguments against what she's doing, why it's so wrong. She absolutely believes in binaries. If you look at her books, like you are four things, like you can be sorted into four places and that's it. And there's no changing, you know, wizards, witches, boy muggles and girl muggles. Yeah. And then, oh, you're talking about the houses, aren't you? I was talking about the houses, but like, yeah, people are so binary. Like, if we look at her writing, like, it's never been, oh, you can transform in some great way. I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate because sometimes, do I want to? I'm going to. I like to think that J.K. Rowling wasn't thinking about binaries. 
when she was writing about the four houses. Mm. You know, I think that there's something naive and childlike to it that people really like in the same way, you know, that people love their horoscopes. That being said, I think her weird, you know, turfness, Mm -hmm. that's just her being a fucking dumb bitch. So (laughs) that's her being a, a dumb monster. I don't know why J.K. Rowling is going so hard on this so hard i it it's not like somebody has is like i don't understand what her goal is other than spreading this hateful message but Uh, like she's going hard on it it's like holy fucking shit jk what are you you're ruining your reputation and your legacy crushing some of your fans who are like a You know, the the LGBTQ community has huge Harry Potter following. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand why it wasn't just one tweet, one bad tweet, you know? And then, and then they're like, uh, hey, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Like, trans people are women. Trans women are women. And then she could have just went, ugh, forget it. I'm going to get off the internet for a while. And then she could come back and then she could go tweet about other things. But instead she was like, nope. Double down, triple down, quadruple down. Here's my 36-word pro-turf manifesto. Arguing that gay people are struggling with mental health issues and undertaking a new kind of conversion therapy. What the fuck, dude? It just sucks. It just sucks overall. Like, she's pure garbage and not, like, in the fun way. And she's just, like you said, like she's quadrupled down and just continues to harp on it. And I don't understand. I mean, obviously, people are... rebutting her and and making fun of this on twitter but like to give back a human rights award because you're so shitty that's something so i was listening to this kind of like it was like a two-part series on the daily my favorite podcast that i like to listen to michael Bobaro moan and fucking masturbate to they were talking about cancel culture and because i think you i'm sure you knew that there was like jk rowling was an author on this big thing that it was like her gloria stein like a ton of people like famous authors like all collaborated on this big thing about cancel culture to try to like say that like it's bad and it's the death of art. What was interesting about it is like, first of all, as soon as you sign that document, everyone's going to be looking at you and being like, like there's some people on there who haven't been canceled where it's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. But then when you're like signing your name next to fucking JK Rowling, it's like, well, fuck you, bitch. You just want to be transphobic. Also, I mean, she's a multi, 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 multi millionaire. For her to be canceled is different from some idiot who's acting racist on the street who gets recorded by a cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, and where their whole life disappears because of, fif- of 15 seconds of bad judgment. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that's true, that this is what cancel culture does. And so she's like, like, if we're going to cancel someone, like, can we please just get her out of here and just shut up, please, J.K. Rowling? I choose to to believe that the books were written anonymously and they were just gifted to humanity and I don't associate them with her being the author anymore. I mean, that might be a, a Nelson Mandela effect later down the line. We'll all remember that there were Harry Potter books, but they who, will be gone. Who wrote those Harry Potter books? We'll never know. <laughs> J.K. Simmons wrote those. So speaking of writing, <laughs> there's a theater in Los Angeles called the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It is where I met Erica, actually. Yep. We met at a show. We were we met at a, a show about Tanya Harding that Jesse Esparza. Esparza wrote. I had an extra ticket and Erica and I put it on Facebook and Erica was like, I will take that. Thank you. And then that's how I met Erica. It's a really nice thing and a very, I'm glad that happened. So we take, we both taken classes at the UCB. They both have, we've both given them a lot of our money. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you took a class at UCB? Do you know? Uh, it's been three plus years, I would say. Yeah. I think I have not been in a UCB class. <sighs> Gotta be four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Their curriculum has changed and there's other ways to do improv. So right now they're offering a class in COVID. It's a one-on-one hour-long consultation with a real-life TV writer. And they will uh, help you create your best writing sample. Do you want to know how much that that costs in the time of COVID? Well, I mean... If just thinking about like, if you get called in consult for a production company on one day of writing, you make upwards of four or $500. So 
surely for okay. one hour, this must be what, like a hundred bucks? Okay, okay, close. Nine hundred dollars. Uh, excuse me, nine hundred fucking dollars. Nine hundred dollars for a one-on-one hour-long session with a real-life TV writer to help you with your TV comedy pilot. That is so insane. With this service, we'll work on your existing original 30-minute television comedy script to help you improve your script before it's judged by agents, managers, and executives, which we will not help you find, of course. You have to make those connections on your own, you fucking loser. But you'll get expert advice and notes from a consultant who will work with you one-on-one in an hour to create your best sample, but in one hour, to show off your skills as a comedy writer after they know you for one hour. You get to, I guess that there's a selection of consultants, or that's at least what it's making it sound like, but oh, no. I think there's only one option, option one right option. now. option. Well, it says once you select one of our consultants, you'll submit your original script review, the consultant will read your script and then return a written evaluation, then the hour-long session will be scheduled. This is so stupid. <laughs> And so predatory and so fucking shitty. By the way, the comedy writer that they're using is Eric Zicklin. He, his, this is his bio. Eric Zicklin is constantly writing on sitcom staff, sometimes for lousing shows and sometimes for splendid ones, such as Dharma and Greg, Frasier, Hot in Cleveland, and TV Land's Younger. Loaded with firsthand experience working with many different showrunners, Eric knows half-hour narrative television writing. It's the rest of the world that confuses him. That's a nice bio. It's such garbage to charge that much money. Like you said, it's predatory. It's just disgusting. They have not been having the best go of quarantine uh, or of COVID. No. Old UCB. It seems that the uh, their house of cards is uh, toppling quickly. If you don't know anything else about that theater, there's... Uh... Seth Simmons writes about UCB a lot. So look him up on Twitter. That's a good yes. resource. Yes, but they they they're under a fire for I mean their classes. I think when I started taking classes it was 350 275? Wow. No, maybe 325. I started taking classes there in like 2008 or 2009. And yeah, it was because I remember distinctly being like, oh, I'm going to go to this theater instead of Groundlings because Groundlings is more expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, it, but it, then it went up, 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 up. I think that they started going around 425. I don't know last time I looked. It's 500 a um, class now. <laughs> $500 a class. They do pay their teachers. They do not pay their performers. They have, they had four stages across the country. Then it went down to three. I believe now it's gone down to two. All of their New York locations have closed, mm-hmm. including the original. All the benefits, everything to take care of their staff they got during a, this COVID time. They got a, one of the bridge loans, the pay paycheck protection loans. Oh, did they? They did receive funding from the PPL loans. Well, that's nice. But they still Um, fired all but like their financial advisor, basically. Yeah, I think there was only one person. So I... um, Allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Well, we've already discussed this. There's always an allegedly. We we should have just done it at the top of the show. Everything we've said is alleged, except JK Rowling being a cunt. Yeah. I'll stand by that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, this sucks. This is a bummer. I'm, you know, I'm one of those people who invested a lot of money and time in the UCB and I've got, you know, I can't, I can't draw a line to anything in my life that doesn't lead back to the UCB in one way. So I am grateful for it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't have any, except the people I know from high school, everything else, it all stems from that, my time at UCB. So in that case, it's good, but I just, I feel bad for the people who have given even more than I have. Mm -hmm. And cause this has got to feel like a slap in the face. Yeah. I mean, it's made its way on, on LA Twitter, you know, it made the rounds. What? I was going to say, speaking of making the rounds, it's about time we round up to the dumpster fire of the week. Are we going to start taking submissions for dumpster fire sound? Yes. We'll post it on our social media, but we set up a voicemail where you can submit your own dumpster fire of the week sound. And we'll play it. And we'll play it. And you can be our dumpster fire. But not this week. I, you very nicely wrote dumpster fire of the week, or rather, cuck of the week. <laughs> get America, get them! According to <laughs> Reuters.com, Juan Carlo Granda. Oh my God, I know this. Is this this couple? Are we talking about the couple? Yeah. 
this is okay. Okay. See, look, this is my fault. I didn't do a lot of the reading beforehand. I took a nap. I'm a piece of shit. This is this evangelical couple who has been in like a polyamorous fucking relationship for seven years. For seven years. Jerry Falwell Jr., head of Liberty University and a staunch supporter of President Trump and his wife, Becky, have been in a relationship. Becky. <laughs> Yeah. And sorry, carry on. And not they've been in a relationship for seven years with Granda. And he says that it began when he was twenty years old. Granda was twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's been in a relationship with them and mostly it's him fucking Becky while Jerry looks on. Yeah. Now listen, we are not here to cuck shame anyone. Kink shame. No. We never. We would never kink shame if that's your thing. That's your thing. It's. I mean, yeah, I think that would be tight. So they met while he was a pool boy at a hotel. Oh, yeah. They invited him up to their hotel room. Ooh. The night before, they had allegedly been to a swingers club. This is all. Ooh. Slow down, Erica. Slow down. I'm sorry. I'm too much of a pervert for these kinds of things. So Liberty University is like for-profit evangelical university. And Jerry Falwell Jr. resigned as president on August 25th. His father started the university in 1971. He was a popular televangelist and head of a conservative political lobbying group, which helped get Ronald uh, Reagan elected. Yep. So this cuck's daddy, not like, you know, not how Granda might be his daddy sometimes. I'm talking about his real daddy started is just like this evangelical monster who got Reagan elected and is probably why you're poor. The <laughs> I've got problems with this guy, but I don't think that he needs to resign from his job just because uh, he likes watching his wife get fucked by a pool boy. I'm with you. I don't think he should have resigned. I mean, big old hypocrite. And he, did he, throw, he, he threw his wife under the bus too didn't he yeah he was (laughs) he said that yeah they reported it and then he eventually deleted he was like oh she just she fucks him and then it was like never mind we both fuck him there's a there's a one of his last posts on instagram did you see this post it is so weird He's the the caption is more vacation shots. Lots of good friends visit us on the yacht. I promise that's just black water in my glass. It was a prop only. Okay, so he's drinking wine, of course, Mm -hmm. but they're standing him and his wife are standing side by side. Both of them have their pants unbuttoned, which I know it's like, what do you mean they have their pants unbuttoned? That would look weird for a picture. I mean, they have their pants unbuttoned and it does look weird for a picture. His wife has like full-blown Peg Bundy hair, big red hair with like the bangs. And that's what it is, Peg Bundy, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah, that was actually, he posted a photo of himself and it was another woman. It wasn't his wife. Oh, that's not his wife? That's not his wife. We'll post, we'll repost the image on our social media. Wait, what? <laughs> what? But he posted this on his Instagram. Uh, oops, we had an audio issue. So our recording, <laughs> our recording we, cut out. We are mere mortals and we do not control the internet. In fact, I think that the evangelical church was trying to shut us up. Was that the devil? That was the devil. No, I think the devil listens to this podcast. <laughs> He's a big fan of our work. Yeah, uh, he he loves the dumpster fire. Yeah, I love this story. I love that he he said eventually he said at first he would not resign, and then like forty two minutes later he was like, "I resigned." They're not taking me seriously here. They don't I, like that I like to watch my wife get fucked. They actually like they even invested in real estate with the the gentleman, the young gentleman, Rhonda. You know, whatever. Sometimes people are polyamorous. And like, I don't know if that's like, is that in the Bible that polyamory is no good? I think their whole argument is like one man, one woman, but. I'm going to make a suggestion to Mm. the evangelical church because I know you're listening because you ruined our audio. Maybe re-examine the Bible. You think, you know, just check it out. It's time for a facelift. I think it's a little outdated, that book, but that's just me. I mean, even the Constitution has a Bill of Rights where we can update and amend it. And there's okay. 
a whole court whose job it is to defend and protect it and to amend it as needed. Not in the Bible. Erica, what are you hoarding this week? This week, I am hoarding the OC, the 2003 melodrama about teenagers in Newport. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I never watched it when it was on, but I am back. It's on HBO Max. I have watched the first half of the first season. I'm really in. No spoilers, please. I know that it is 17 years behind. Wait, you have never seen it? No, I never watched it before. But you rewrote an episode of it. I did. Wow. The fucking confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I felt empowered. I felt bold enough to do such a thing. But yeah, I I really like the OC. I think we should revisit it. It's kind of a... there's, it's a very white show. It's kind of garbage, oh, yeah. especially for 2003 lens. But what are you hoarding, Cass? <sighs> I'm hoarding a skill this week, Erica. Oh. So I am now an electrician. I have changed four light fixtures in the past five days. Damn. Now, I am not standing by this if someone gets hurt. I'm not a professional. <laughs> But I'm just saying, with YouTube, you know, with some awareness of where your circuit breaker is, and with a ladder, just about anybody can change your light fixture, and it'll just revamp your whole place, even if you're in an apartment, because you can always change it back before you move out. So big fan, change your light fixtures. You can do it yourself, but if you get hurt, that's not my fault. I, I can't stress that enough, but I just figured out how to do it from YouTube, and I'm just, I'm a fucking fiend now. Like, I'm a full-blown electrician. Anyone who's a real electrician listening to that probably doesn't like that I'm saying that, but I am an electrician, and that's what's up. I'm so proud of you. That's incredible. (laughs) It really makes a difference in the room. You're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm tired of, like, these, like, ceiling titties on my fucking, like, light fixtures that looks like boobs. It's like, I don't want these anymore. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, I'm just going to drop 80 bucks and get something cool from Ikea and just pop that shit up, and it's... A lot of work at first, but then you get the hang of it, and all of a sudden you're just boom, 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 four, one, two, three, four. I'm so proud of you. That's incredible. And you you know, thank you. You know who else I'm proud of? Us. Our listeners. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I like them too. I'm proud of them too. (laughs) I'm so proud of them for listening. I'm so proud of them for leaving a review. It really helps the show grow. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to all the people who listen to us talk about trashy news stories. If you want the show to grow, please leave a review. Tell your friends about it. Uh, You can find us on social media where we'll post links to some of the articles that we talked about today. Yeah. Trashy Podcast 1 on Twitter and Trashy Podcast on Instagram. Reach out with your reasons why you're trash this week. Yeah, tell us why you're trash and we'll read them on air. If you yeah, have. do it. And uh, again, we'll post the link to the voicemail where you can leave your dumpster fire of the week sounds. Hey, Cass. What's up, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, Erica. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.